0: What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome. It's great to be here with all of you today. Uh, today it's myself, Derek, uh, here with Justin. How you doing, Justin?
0: Doing good, Derek. Thanks for asking.
1: Yes, you're welcome. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So uh, today, the day we are recording this is March 22nd of 2020, and we pretty much never give the dates. But with as with everything that's going on, and as rapidly it's, as it's changing, I think the date is uh, very relevant. Um, this podcast episode is going to be very different because up until this point, I don't think we've ever addressed in any episode, anything that's kind of been happening immediately in the the nation world or media, et cetera. But, um, you know, this has had a huge impact on pretty much everyone. And uh, so it's spurred us to have um, some conversation on the air. And I I think there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of people that are kind of wondering, you know, hey, if you've got the TLP relentless mindset, how can you do that when everything shut down? I think it'll be good to talk about some things. For anyone that is listening, maybe this is the year 2030 or 2060, and you're wondering, what what event happened? What are they talking about? We are talking about the outbreak of coronavirus, COVID-19. Now, I'm not going to act like an expert and give you a bunch of opinions. I'm just going to kind of summarize the situation. What it's been like so far, what it's currently like, and how it's impacted our nation and dentists uh, more specifically. The the coronavirus is a large family of viruses that cause illnesses ranging from the common cold to severe respiratory diseases, and they can be transmitted from animals to humans. Coronaviruses are, are nothing new, and there have been outbreaks of them in the past. This one began in December or January, just a few months ago in China, as far as I understand. Since then, it has become classified as pandemic, meaning that it is worldwide. The United States has recently asked citizens to undergo social distancing, avoiding gathering in groups. This has slowed down many businesses, and uh, we're now seeing areas where Non essential businesses have been asked to close or to limit their business in some sort of fashion in order to limit the spread. In dentistry, we have seen similar steps. Last week, uh, March 16th, the American Dental Association recommended to dentists nationwide that they postpone elective procedures for the next three weeks. Some states have taken more or less action after hearing that and there's been a whole lot of debate on what procedures should or shouldn't be done in your practice and how much different governing bodies have power over dentists as far as what procedures they should or shouldn't be allowed to perform. We're not going to debate that or really kind of discuss those things, Um, but I felt like that it was important to kind of give this background before we get into things. Uh, also I want to give an obvious disclaimer that neither Justin or I are experts here. We'll definitely be talking about our recommendations and our kind of our viewpoints. Uh, but there's, there's also a lot of areas here that, uh, you know, we talk about that there's still many unknowns and, you know, only time will tell the effects and, and outcomes.
0: Absolutely right about that. One of the things that has bothered me the most lately is people talking about things, as matter of fact, as like they know the answers, you know, that, oh, this is going to pass in two weeks or this is going to take six months or you need to buy the market while it's down. And I think the only fact we can agree on is that no one knows the future. You have to trust your gut, plan for the worst, hope for the best, and focus on the things inside your control. And by that, I mean looking at a situation where we've all been handed a pile of lemons and saying, how can we make the best lemonade out of this pile? And not just sit in the corner in the fetal position waiting for it to pass, emerging at the end of it, at best, the same as when we entered, and at worst, weaker than when we entered this time. And... Sure. Our hands are limited in some respects in what we can do. Absolutely. Does that mean there's nothing we can do? Absolutely not. And it's times like these that we believe can set you apart. Some people are going to roll over and play dead. And some are going to get to work on the things that they can work on.
1: It's interesting because, by and large... At least in my perspective, when I'm hearing you say these things, um, it's it's really a mindset. You know, you we re- you read about uh, Jews in concentration camps or prisoners of war that had about as little control as you could imagine over the conditions of their lives. However, the ones that really pulled through during these times are the ones that saw that they still had. 100% control over their mind and how they reacted to things and, and processed their emotions. Obviously, we're, we're not there. I don't want to compare our situation to that at all. but uh, I just want to share that to emphasize that it's it's really it's the mindset that is important. Don't Don't look at what you can't control. Look at what you can control and, and work on that, uh, however much or little it, it, it may be.
0: Yep, definitely. So, let's get into it. Um, Derek, I haven't been practicing for some time. Um, what? So, yeah, I know. I didn't <laughs> want to tell you because I was afraid you'd fire me. But um, since you know, I sold my practice, This, some of this, um, what's going on, obviously hasn't affected me in that arena of owning a dental practice personally. It has impacted me in regards to my clients' lives, which I look at almost like my own kids when it comes to caring about their success so i've talked to i believe almost every client in the past week in some capacity and have been trying to stay abreast of changes as they come out which has been fairly rapid up until this point um but derek how has this played out in your area in east Te- in East texas and uh you know your practice
1: I actually took off a week for, uh, my kids had spring break before this last week. It was like March 8th through the 15th, something like that. Uh, so we went camping in Florida out in the middle of nowhere, about an hour from Tallahassee. We had a great time. Um, I was relatively disconnected from media and everything. So when I came back, it was crazy to me to see how much things had changed in 10 days. Monday was a relatively normal day. Um, I did have a discussion with my staff about everything that we were seeing at that point um, really hadn't affected our area at all, as, to, as far as my knowledge. So I just basically said we would keep on going and, and uh, kind of just take it day by day. That was the day that the ADA made, made their announcement. And this was when the real internal battle started inside of me. At this point, we still had no confirmed cases in uh, my county and most uh, adjacent counties around. So I was talking to a lot of other dentists in my area to decide what to do and none of them had closed at, at that point. The internal battle went on inside of me and on on Wednesday at the end of the day, I had a meeting with my employees I made the decision to uh, lay off uh, three of my staff members: my two hygienists and one assistant. I explained them the the battle that I had kind of gone through, uh, my thought process, rationale. I told them that I look, I said, I still, I still plan. I mean, yes, you're being laid off, but this is really, I'm doing this because I want you to be able to file for unemployment and try and get some kind of benefit. Um, I still fully plan on as soon as this, this is over, we can hopefully pick up right back where, uh, where we left off. That was kind of the first big step for me, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been tough for sure.
0: Yeah. I think, that was the right step in my opinion. I think in this area my tune has changed a lot as of early last week. You know, before that I was encouraging people to do their best to keep their team paid even if it hurt for a few weeks. I changed on that position. You know, I think most all dentists want to be kind and take care of their team as best they can. And none of us would have chosen to be in this position if we had the choice. But I've come to feel that The kindest thing dentists or business owners can do at this moment is to make sure their team has a job to return to once we get through this, which we will. And you know that's why I've been encouraging clients to get their team on unemployment as soon as possible. You know that will help preserve cash, and I think unemployment lines will get much longer the longer this continues. And I get, I know it's. Something that none of us want to have to do. But at the end of the day, we're looking long-term, worst-case scenario, and we're hoping for the best case. But truth is, none of us know.
1: Uh, that's That was my conversation with, my, with three of my employees. I have a total of five. The other two are uh, front desk and another assistant. Um, and I told them that they should file for... Uh, Partial unemployment uh, because their hours are being drastically reduced um, and they are staying on as far as just helping to see emergencies and some of the day to day things that are uh, important for us to, to stay on top of. This is still uh, a bit of a tough area. I think this has become a lot more clear later on in the week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there was a lot of questions from a lot of dentists as far as what the right thing to do was with their staff. And now it's a little bit more clear that in general, this is this is the right decision to make is to to lay off your employees. The number one priority is to keep the business afloat. And if we can preserve cash by doing that and allow our employees to get some kind of a benefit in that way, then that's probably the best thing to do. I have talked to some dentists that are planning on doing other things to try and keep on staff uh, for longer, doing training or some of them I've even talked to that are uh, paying paying their staff to help repaint the office or doing some other things that are updating and stuff like that. I think these are great if you can if you can do them. The tough thing about that is we we just don't know the time frame. We don't know how long uh, this is all going to go on, and so that's at some point. Even with doing all those things, you you may have to be at that same decision anyway. So for me, I just made the decision to rip the bandaid off quickly, especially with the fact that we just we just don't know what the time frame is. I think uh, I think that's what, what's really tough about all this is that there's just so much unknown. So you have to make the decision that you feel is best for for you and your practice and your team. I've been talking to all the dentists that I'm working with, and uh, we've discussed plans as far as what the best course of action is and really just kind of taking it uh, one day at a time. And like I said before, it's, it's crazy how rapidly things are changing. So I really don't think that you can, this is something where you can plan um, a, a month ahead. Um, I think I think you can kind of play through different scenarios and and potentially plan some things a month ahead. But really, by and large, we're taking it week by week and day by day. Let's have some proactive discussion now. Let's talk about some things that we can be doing during this possible long downtime. Let's do it. I actually started working on an article where I'm going to kind of detail A lot of these things, things that I've seen talked about in other places and kind of what you can be doing in your office to prepare for when things start back up. So uh, I'm going to try and get that ready and get that sent out in the next few days here. It might even come out before uh, this episode is released. But anyway, at this point, this is what we have um, a few of the things. Uh, so let's get into it. So, number one, I have posted on our TLP Facebook page different resources for learning and improving yourself during this time. We're all going to have a lot of extra time on our hands. So, doing some of those things that you've wanted to but haven't had time for it would be a great opportunity. So, let's talk through some of those. I found the Scribed app. S-C-R-I-B-D app. It is an app um, with with a library of books. And it's different than Audible because instead of paying for books, you're basically paying a monthly subscription fee, uh, kind of like you would for Netflix, where you can just have access to whatever content is, is on there. You can get it free for 30 days right now. Um, and there's actually quite a few good books. I've listed... Uh, on, on our Facebook page, I've listed some of my favorite books and in the article that I'm going to send out, I've put that in there as well. And which of those are available on the Scribd app? I do like Audible's format better, but hey, if you can get a bunch of books for free in 30 days during this time, that is a, a, a good one to look at. Another one that I found was uh, Grant Cardone is giving free access to all of his content for 30 days. I put that link on our Facebook page as well. And I will continue updating our Facebook page with different things as we go along. And uh, if any of you out there have any great ones, feel free to post them on there or email them to me and I'll add them. Another is, uh, taxes. If you, if any of you have been postponing, working on getting your tax stuff done, now is a great time. I know that they've, uh, extended the deadline, um, but still is definitely a good time to get some of that tedious work done. That's one of my least favorite things to do every year. So having some, uh, downtime will be nice to get all of that done. Next idea, exercise exercise for anyone that's been wanting to find the time to get in shape, now you have time. And there are, really, there's a lot of workouts online that you can do in your house um, or outside. There's no excuse there. I went for a five mile jog this morning and came back and we went rollerblading with the family. And uh, so I've uh, taken up rollerblading in the last few days. That's been kind of fun. I've had a few Clients that I'm working with where we have actually set up um, additional coaching calls Uh, now because we have more time uh, we will we'll spend a little bit extra time uh, reviewing progress goals um, improving mindset spending a little bit more time evaluating things in your practice and um, making plans for how we'll be able to capitalize on things once everything is back up and running so. that's That's a list of a few things that I've thought of as far as how we can make a good use of this time.
0: Yeah, and I agree with all those things. As I've been talking with clients, we've been focusing on really taking a step back and auditing areas in your practice. You know, where do you need to tighten up? What do you and your team need to get better at? And then use this time to train and work on those things and work with the team as uh, situations allow because the last thing you want to do in my opinion is get back to work you're really busy and you're still looking at those weak links in your office thinking why didn't we address these things for the past three weeks when we couldn't see patients and last week on the podcast we talked about polish and this is a great time to work on your conversations with patients you know this is a Also a great time to get caught up on insurance claims. This is a great time to work with your team on phone skills, co-diagnosis skills, etc. So that hopefully, you know, we never have another time like this. So use it to emerge stronger on the other side. And with the team, you know, you may need to set up Zoom meetings and say, hey, twice a week, we're going to have a meeting at noon on Mondays and Thursdays. Maybe some of you will have the opportunity for everyone to actually come into the office. Um, and if you need to, I'm not opposed to paying the team for this time. I don't know all the rules, how it works with unemployment. Um, so that's my disclaimer. I'm just going to leave it there. I don't know all the rules there, but that's those are the things I'd be looking at. Um, I've also encouraged clients to buy a book for everyone on their team. Everyone reads it in the next two or three weeks and then you all sit down and discuss it and have everyone bring you know two or three suggestions from the book that you can use to make your practice better dentistry isn't going away guys cavities aren't healing themselves during this time my gut tells me on the other side of this there's going to be pent-up demand so make sure you're poised to be in the best position to capitalize on that when the opportunity arises. Don't just sit back and bury your head in the sand. Um, One other thing I'm encouraging clients to do, and I mean, really in dentistry, a lot of bills slow down in times like these. Your supply costs go down, your lab costs should go down, your team costs if they go on unemployment will go down. I know practice mortgages and school loans um, may continue, but I think most banks are allowing some leniency there too for a month or so right now. Um, But also marketing. I'm encouraging clients to hold off on marketing right now. Skip a month on your mailers or your pay-per-click advertising. I don't think most people have finding a new dentist at the top of their priority list right in the midst of this. And I know no one means it like this, but I think sometimes advertising can come across as insensitive during this time. You know, like, Hey, we're going through a worldwide pandemic and this dentist is trying to get me to come in for free whitening. Um, You know, there's a disconnect there. I think if anything, look to be a source of light for your community during this time. You know, if you want to build goodwill, How can you or your office give back to your community right now? How can you help those in need? Maybe it's a food drive or something. I don't have an exhaustive list prepared for all the things you can do, but I'm personally more attracted to that office trying to do their part to help out and lead in this area opposed to bombarding me with advertisements.
1: Yeah, if you're trying to evaluate where your money is best spent during this time, I would say advertising is definitely one where you're uh, probably not going to see a return. Um, And I think that's, that's been one area that's been good for me to review in my practice and with my clients um, has been looking at the monthly expenses. Um, We're beginning a period where there's essentially very little production and collections. Um, So It's important to evaluate all of our expenses and see what things are essential to keep going and what we can limit or put on hold. Um, And and even in general, while, while you're doing this, take a look at everything where you're spending money and make sure that you feel good about the way that you're spending, whether that's services or supplies. Look through all of that with a fine tooth comb and make sure that you're you're uh, you feel good about the way that your money is is being allocated at this point. We have received a couple emails from uh, different dentists that have been considering purchasing practices soon and asked for advice. Um, it's interesting because we got we got an email about it was it was it was about two weeks ago the person asked, you know, if they would hold off or anything like that. And at that point, the coronavirus didn't seem like anything, uh, huge on the radar. And so our discussion was, you know, in in general, uh, it's, it's fairly safe to proceed, but, you know, depending on how things go over the next few weeks, you may need to postpone closing. I mean, you can always kind of postpone closing and then see how things, uh, work out. But at this point, I would hold off on any big business purchases, whether you're purchasing something big in your practice or you're looking at an acquisition. I would hold off and just kind of see how this plays out, see where the dust settles. It may end up picking right back up and we end up being fine. This may be something that has a very dramatic and long-term effect on the economy in general. Let's let's wait for the dust to settle first and I've also thought. I have no idea if this is true, but I would think that most banks would be recommending to anyone that's about to close on a business uh, to recommend postponing until uh, cash flow in the business is back to normal. The last thing you want to do is take on a whole bunch of debt and and start off with start off your ownership without any an income. You know, no bueno.
0: No, but yeah, we've had a lot of these conversations lately. It seems like. And maybe we're being a little overprotective, but until we know where this stops, I don't think you can go in and purchase a practice based off previous revenue when currently that business has very little or no revenue. And I think that's likely common sense for most, but that's our position. And I feel like the best compliment we can all get when this is all over is that we overreacted. You know, I can deal with overreacting. I'd rather overreact than underprepare. I can undo overreacting. I have a much harder time going back um, to even from underpreparing. So maybe we're being a little bit more safe than sorry, but at the end of the day, if it ends up helping somebody, protecting somebody, we're okay with that.
1: Isn't that Warren Buffett's two rules of investing? Number one, to simplify, he basically said, don't lose your money. Number two, refer back to rule number one. Right. I think that's a good point. Um, it's overall, in the in the big picture, the broad scheme of things, is you know, let's just say that everything turns out totally fine. Is it really going to hurt you to delay ownership by a few months? Yeah, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But on the other hand, um, moving forward. And and purchasing something with uh, some with unknowns, if it were to go the other way, would would be uh, would have some some drastic effects. Better better safe than sorry in, in this situation. That was a good segue. You talked about um, harder to come back from under preparing. So let's talk about things a little bit here for uh, about preparation. Really, at this at this point, the time of. Preparation is is past, But uh, we did have some some listeners that asked, uh, you know, how have you been preparing or how can you prepare next time um, for for something like this? So let's uh, let's spend some time talking about that. What have we done to prepare for this type of situation? And would we do anything differently in the future? You know, what would we recommend to other dentists in general? We've all heard for years to have a personal emergency fund. And I agree with this. Something along the lines of keeping enough liquid funds to pay for your lifestyle expenses for uh, six months. It's very likely that the dentists that have followed this advice are feeling less of a squeeze than those that have not. I saw a question posed by a few dentists Um well, should we have an emergency fund of six months of business expenses? And I, I don't agree that this is something that you should have set aside. Uh, in, in my opinion, this would be uh, a waste of capital. It's a lot of money that's just, that's just sitting there in the case of something drastic like what we are experiencing you can take action to decrease your expenses like what we have been talking about so i don't think it's wise to keep all that money in your your account in case of the worst case scenario really what we're talking about here is is preparation honestly i think the biggest takeaway for me right now is to have emergency savings and to live within your means my my wife and I, our personal expenses, we we pay cash for our cars. Um, We we bought a house smaller than the bank said that we could afford. And we've done pretty well in managing our lifestyle. We've done a lot of that, not because we're really trying to prepare for emergencies, but uh, a lot of the reason is just because uh, we're very happy with our lifestyle. And we like the idea of Investing um, a large majority of our income. So, honestly, all of this that I'm talking about has really been possible only because of creating an extremely profitable practice. So, the things that we are talking about in this podcast every other week here, those things are what lead to a little bit more comfort in times like this. Uh, If anything, I think this should hammer the nail in the coffin on, on how important it is uh, to, you know, like I've heard you say before, Justin, make hay while you can make hay. Um, I, I posted a picture on our Facebook group about uh, a month ago. Uh, I went in on a Friday to do a, b- a big case on a patient. And at that point, I, I hadn't gone into the office on a Friday in years, but this patient could only do it on a Friday. Um, and we had been booked all the other days, so i was I was happy to do this. January, February, and uh, you know, the first part of March really has been our best average daily production that I've ever seen in my practice. And I did do some things to where, I occasionally did work longer hours or did something because there was so much demand there. And I, I had that expression, that thought in my head, make hay while you can make hay. So all of this is reemphasizing to me this idea that you never know what things are going to be like tomorrow. You never know what they're going to be like next week, next month, next year. But when you have opportunity in front of you today, now is the time to act and take advantage of it. Any thoughts here, Justin?
0: Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I think every person, this is a great time to take a step back and take stock of their preparedness in times like these. And it's possible what we take away from taking that step back is different for for everyone. You know, I think we all have something to learn. But if you don't take the time to reflect, how can I do something better next time? God forbid there is a next time. Really, how do you improve? Um, so you know, you've got to, you've got to improve your game any way you can. Yes. Our hands are slightly tied here, um, with rules and regulations that have come out, but there's still plenty of, of things we can do to improve during this time. And regarding your making hay while you can make hay, which is one of my favorite things, is, you know, a hundred percent. And really that, that should go for any time, not just for times like this um because you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring i'm pretty rigid in principle and i'm more looser in application meaning i'm rigid in my principle of i want freedom in my life and i want to build my practice and my businesses around the life that i want that being said if i have a patient that wants to come in and drop 10 grand in my office and they can only do fridays and i don't work fridays i don't say you know i'm not going to tell them oh sorry buddy you know, this is my principle that I live by, and uh, I'm not coming in. Heck no, you know, I'm coming in, and getting it done, and it applies to many ways in our office. You know, I, one way I think about it is Invisalign. There are many times where I had a patient in hygiene, you know, that we talked about Invisalign. They're like, "Yeah, um, I'm set up. I'll, i I want, I'm, I'm a go. Let's get it done. When can I come in and do it?" You know, unless we just had zero empty chairs for the next two hours, I'm always going to be, "Hey." Let's move you over. Let's get impressions taken right now today. Because as soon as they walk out of that your office, you know whether it's crown or whatever it is, you never know what's going to happen once they walk out. You know we could have a worldwide pandemic hit. You know their dog could get sick. They could get in a car accident. Blah blah blah. Um, they could go to the store and see that brand new TV or couch they want, and now they don't have the money for those things. So you know, make hay while you can make hay um, you know, someone wants to get stuff done in the future. If you can work them in, get it done because you don't know what's going to happen. None of us know.
1: Yeah, there was actually, uh, it was probably two or three weeks ago. We had a very busy and productive day scheduled and I had a, a new patient limited exam that was there. And, Uh, she ended up having a bridge that she felt was loose. It had recurrent decay. She wanted a new bridge and, um, our schedule was already just, it was, it was very full and, uh, there really was not a good way to add it in, but I just couldn't, I just, I just couldn't, uh, reappoint for a different time. She was in the chair. She knew the, she knew the cost. She was ready to do it, ready to pay. And so I said, okay, well, we can go ahead and get that done. Would you like to do that? And she said, okay, that sounds great. And we uh, leaned her back, got her numb, she paid, and uh, and we got it done. And we had to rearrange the schedule a little bit. Um, and I think we had a denture try-in or, or something that was low production, maybe like an hour later. And I just told the front desk to call and, and tell them that we were running behind and, and to reschedule them or that they could come later. And uh, anyway, the the point here is exactly what you're saying. If someone's there in your chair, ready to get something done, ready to pay, find a way to work it in because you don't, you just never know. Is that patient totally committed to come back? Um, get it done while they're there and, and, and do it because you don't know uh, what's what's going to happen. And this is a perfect example. Now we're all sitting on our hands, uh, you know, trying to figure out what we can do during this time. And it makes me glad that I I did my best to take advantage of uh, every opportunity a few weeks ago when we were having normal days. One interesting thing that I had heard is I had, I've heard a mix of things from different dentists about whether or not they are glad that they are or are not an owner during this time. uh, so it's it's really interesting for me to hear the different perspectives i have a I have a friend that said, "Man, I'm so glad I'm not an owner right now because this just totally sucks. Um, and then also on a on a Facebook thread, um, I saw Dr. Talon Davis shout out to Talon, who I've been working with and coaching for almost a year now, say, that this is one of the times he is most grateful for being an owner. Uh, he said he said i've I've made so much money in the last year as an owner that it's been so easy to save cash so that I feel like I'm in a great position now and i and I definitely wouldn't be there as an associate. He also shared that he's glad that he's been able to have control of his office in making a decision whether to s- stay open or stay closed. He has complete autonomy instead of being told by uh, an owner dentist or a DSO, uh, you know, being, being worried about keeping his job. So anyway, obviously we're biased here, but uh, you know, I'm always a proponent for ownership. None of us control external circumstances and things going on in the world, but as an owner, you can control your closest environment, which has an ability to make a much bigger impact on your life than all of those external things.
0: Yep, Definitely. And just a few thoughts before we wrap up, you know, be careful with all the things you hear on the news and social media. Listen, this time sucks for everyone. Everyone is affected to some extent, but things will get better. This time will pass. There will still be dentistry to be done. So take the necessary steps and precautions. You can, but keep in mind, it could always be worse. And we're going to get through it. Look to be a light for those around you. You know, your teams are likely more scared than most of us. How can you be a positive impact for them? How can you lead them to make this time easier or less of a burden on them? Because it's easy. It's always easy. But it's really easy in times like these to get focused on me, me, me. You know, I've got it so bad, blah, blah, blah. And to some extent, you likely need to make sure that you and your family are taken care of. I get that. But good leaders leaders shine during times like these. And I think the best leaders, once they've got their families and their immediate needs in a stable position, look to see how they can make other people's burdens lighter. And I was falling into this trap last week. Be honest, and focusing just on the needs around me, like, oh, do we have this? Oh, do we have that? Oh my gosh, Uh, the clients are having to close down their practices. Blah 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 blah. And it was my pastor who actually made this point. And I can say my outlook on the entire situation did a 180 when I started looking around me and thinking on how can I be a positive force for those in my community. And Um, I encourage you guys to do the same. It's not easy, but that's what leaders do. Interesting times, to say the least, for all of us. But keep your head up. This will pass. And if any of you wants to dive into this conversation even more, uh, we encourage you to join us at our TLP podcast Facebook page. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more discussions happening over the days, weeks. Hopefully that's where it ends to come. Um, but until next week, be safe and we'll talk to you then. Peace. See you guys.